Hey everybody, <laughs> what's yeah. up? I'm Jeff Booski. Here's Sebastian Wynn. We're deciding to put out a little live stream this morning. What do you think, there, Sebastian? Uh, I think it's going to be a shit show, but we'll find out. <laughs> 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 Anytime it's you and me, brother, you know we're going to break something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a distinct possibility in that. That's for sure. That is for sure. So, so hey. Um, everyone, let me introduce myself. You guys already know Dr. Jeff Booski, um, founder and creator of the Dental Syndicate. And he let me go on the ride with him. I'm his business partner, Sebastian Wynn, and I am the lead trainer and coach for our training. So you're going to hear a couple of distinctions when we talk about Dental Syndicate because we're talking to you, the dentist. And then we have this training arm called the Heroes Syndicate. So dentists come into the Dental Syndicate, have rapport, relate, connect because you have a unique lifestyle and challenges. And then when we start training you, we move you into this container called the Hero Syndicate because we want you to become the hero of the story of your life. And when we start that training and coaching arm, you'll get to the umbrella of the Hero Syndicate. So don't get them confused. We're the same family. We just have different names and different distinctions to show what phase of the stage you're in. Dental Syndicate, we connect, build rapport, and let you know that we understand your pain you're looking at him. His name is Dr. Jeff Booski. He's uh -huh. missed the pain. And then you go into the training arm where you'll connect with me and I'll lead you through some training and you'll see all of my pain if you haven't read up on it so far. And it's pretty dark and dirty too, just as much as Dr. Booski. That's why when he and I come together, we put black and black together, we get white. I just made that up. <laughs> but you'll see Dr. Booski and I live, like to have a lot of fun. This is our first um, podcast together um, live, and we just want to test out the technology to communicate with you. So you'll see we do a lot of experiments. We test things out, and we're not afraid to fail forward. And we want you to mimic and uh, embody that. We know it's Saturday morning. Maybe you'll jump on. Maybe you won't. And we're not going to make this long. But Jeff just had a great family vacation. They went on spring break together, and he was updating uh, Caleb and myself. And we heard a story he told us. We're like, we got to tell the world this. That was amazing. Maybe not as amazing for Jeff, but it's a gift for us. So I'm going <laughs> to turn it over to Jeff and just uh, tell us about where did you go for spring break? What did you guys do? And what event happened? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of it, you know, some of you guys got maybe a chance to see some of there as I was doing some of my jump starts, which I usually put out in the mornings. But uh, we were out in Jackson Hole this last uh, last week for spring break with my family, my wife, Cammie, and our three kids, Dylan, who's the oldest, he's 15, and Abby, she's 12, and then Maddox, who's nine, and then myself. And we went out to Jackson Hole, and we stayed out there, and we did some skiing. Uh, we did three full days of skiing, and then uh, we were out there for about five days and just really set up just to get away and enjoy some family time together. You know, that was the intention. The kids have skied before. My wife and I are really pretty good skiers. So we figured let's go ahead and get them back into some lessons. That way my wife and I can go ahead and ski some harder things. We both like to ski some, some black diamonds and, you know, can ski pretty aggressively. And that's always so much fun just to be able to push yourself and just to, you know, test some boundaries. And, and we talk about comfort zone a lot, right, Sebastian? And like getting out of that comfort zone and, and everything there. So, you know, to me, there was so many great little lessons and I shared some of them again with, on some of the jump starts, but I'd like to talk about one today in particular. And 
it was about miscommunication and, and it really, really started like this. Um, you know, my wife and I had a great first day, the second day we were excited because there was some fresh snowfall. There was about 11 inches that fell overnight and we we're like, oh man, can't wait to kind of get up top and, and get away from some of the scrapey stuff down on the bottom and, and let's go just enjoy it. So got the kids situated. Abby uh, was not loving going up any higher than really mid mountain. And so we, my wife communicated that to the ski school somehow. And in, in translation that got lost to go to the ski instructor. Right. And so drop all the kids off. My wife and I jump back on the gondola. We cruise up, cut, take a couple other runs and like two different chairlifts over. And we're on the last chairlift getting over to where we want to go. Not even to that point yet. I'm, I'm looking over and I'm literally looking at the slopes that I'm so excited to go down because I'm like, oh, there's the moguls over there. There's fresh snow on them. I'm just, I'm looking at it as I'm going up the lift. And also my wife's phone is ringing. And I'm like, shit, what is that? What's it going to be? And I hear her pull it up and I can hear Abby and I can hear her. Abby's upset. And like, anyway, you know, we, you know, I, I gathered enough from the information from what Cammy was saying is that, you know, she's back down at the, the little ski school chalet, like just sitting there waiting and crying. I'm like, oh, crap. So I get up off the lift right away, ski over to the sign to look at the map, see what's the fastest way to get back over there. Because, again, we had to take like several lifts over, a couple runs over. And now my wife is pissed at me because like I didn't say anything, you know, and she comes up and she's like, you have no compassion. What the hell? And I'm like, I'm over here. And we start arguing in front of the sign. Right. And, and like, there's people there, they're looking at us. And I'm like, what the hell? I said, I'm over here looking at the fastest way back, you know, and, and we're arguing back and forth. I'm like, this is my compassion. I'm getting over there as quick as we can. And, you know, so it's so funny how just miscommunication starts to snowball. Right. And like, and my intention was for us to get back to Abby as soon as possible. And she's looking at it like my intention is, well, this guy's an asshole. He's just getting up and looking at the, at the map. He doesn't even say anything off the lift. And I'm like, well, there's nothing to say. We know what we got to go do. Right. And so, you know, we, we, we kind of laughed about it. I found the spot to get back over. It took us about 45 minutes to get back over there. And then we got over there and then I got my skis off. We got our skis off. And there's no Abby. She's not outside. We walked through the restaurant. No Abby. Cammie went and checked in the bathrooms. No Abby. I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, she ended up getting put in another group. And so Cammie looks at her phone and like can see Abby's like going down the mountain here. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, you know, we, <laughs> we've lost an hour and a half time now. And, and she's out having fun again. And we're the ones who are sitting here miserable and pissed, you know? <laughs> and so I just kind of was laughing. I'm like, dang, that's just, it's just a bummer. Right. And, and so I was already kind of upset by it and frustrated by it. And, and so it, it became a part of, if you ever had those days where, you know, you get one thing that kind of throws off your day and you just let it snowball into the rest of your day. And, and that's kind of what I ended up starting to do. Then I was just, I was focused on some of the negative then that day. And, and I couldn't kind of pull myself out of that. And, and then I started thinking about, you know, we had just spent a couple of days there. So that night, like when we're at dinner and we're going out to these great dinners and, and meals and the kids aren't saying thank you. And I'm like, you little 
little turds. I'm like, man, you are acting like entitled little turkeys, you know? And I was just really, I was getting more and more, I was feeling that fire inside of me, right? Like, oh, my kids are, they just expect this. They expect that we can just show up here and have great ski lessons and all that. And we can go and have some great dinners and it's just expected. And I started thinking about like, when I was a kid, I didn't have any of those things. Heck, my parents went on vacation. I was left back at home. I got to enjoy their vacation by looking at their pictures of like, oh, well, that looks fun. You know, Jamaica looked cool, mom, dad, you know, hey, I'm glad you guys enjoyed Rio. That was looked really neat from your pictures. I didn't get to go on any of those trips. So I had all this feeding my mind, right? And I'm just getting more and more and more upset. And, and that's what I said to my wife. I'm like, we have entitled little kids, you know, and like, and Sue's like, no, they're not. And so we argued back and forth. And um, I remember they were outside then after dinner, they were having a snowball fight. They were building some snowmen. And my wife and I actually sat down and we got a chance to really, really visit. And I said, you know, babe, I said, honestly, I said, right now, I said, I feel like a freaking ATM machine. I said, I feel like we're just throwing out all this money to create this experience. And none of these, none of our kids even say thank you. I mean, they're just the, the least bit grateful for the whole experience that we're creating here. I said, and that's how I feel. And she said, I understand. She said, I get it. And then we talk more. She said, I don't think our kids are intentionally doing that. I said, she said, they're out just enjoying themselves. It's not like the first and foremost thing on their mind that they're going to say thank you after everything. And I said, okay, I get it. I get it. And, you know, they did say thank you finally after <laughs> one of the meals and everything. And I think that made me feel a little better. And we did, we did a lot, you know, and we did some tubing and all kinds of different fun stuff. But really the biggest lesson, Sebastian, was when it hit me at home and I was writing my, my wife a note in the morning uh, of how grateful I was to her. And it started clicking through my brain. I was like, holy shit, you know what? My wife set up this entire trip. She set up the, the, the condo. She set up the rental car. She set up all the lift tickets. She set up all the ski equipment rental. She set up the ski lessons for the kids. She made reservations ahead of time at all the restaurants. Guess what? All I had to do was show up. And I was like, as I was writing this letter of gratitude to her, I was like, holy crap. It hit me like a brick. I was like, oh no. Everything that I was upset about, like the entitlement from the kids, guess what? That was like a complete mirror for me because I was just showing up on the trip. My wife had done all the work. And just because I thought that I was putting out all of this money, that I was entitled to all the thanks and the gratitude from the kids. And like, I was like, holy crap, everything that I was upset about, I was doing to my wife. I was showing up like the entitled little asshole. That was me. You know, I was just showing up and, and I didn't for one time, you know, maybe a couple of times I just said, Hey, thanks for putting that together, but not in a deep connected way of babe. I know that took hours and hours to do. And now that I sit back and look at it, I was like, Oh, Man, the universe and God has such a sense of humor because, I mean, it was using my kids to show me where am I being entitled? Where in my world am I showing up like the entitled idiot or person that, that just is not giving gratitude and thanks and appreciation 
especially for my, you know, my wife, my loved ones that, that surround me every day. And, and all they want to do is give love. And, and all I'm doing was taking, you know, I was just taking, 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 you know, I was showing up and making those withdrawals. Like if we talk about, you know, when you think of your family as a bank, you know, do you show up and make deposits? Do you make withdrawals? And, and in this case, and in this instance, I was just showing up and making the withdrawals and having these expectations to have this amazing experience, right? Because that is one of the commitments. I want to have amazing experiences with our family and our kids, because to me, that's what gets passed down. That starts to create legacy. So just like I talked about, I never had those experiences as a kid. I want our kids to be able to do that with their kids. You know? Well, I heard you had a bigger experience. It's not just having the experience of going on vacation. You had the experience of getting a greater gift, of them being a mirror to you, something that possibly not, not no different. We believe everything's in different degrees and different intensity. Not that you've always taken Cammy for granted, but maybe those little things, because she does it every day. I've been in your house. She's just amazing. I love how she's always two steps ahead, making sure you have what you need, what you want, food and drink. She's one of the best hostess I've ever met, besides Donna. Yeah. She's one of the best hostess <laughs> I've ever met. <clears throat> and we could take that. I know I take that for granted for Donna because she's always two steps ahead because we've hosted so much. And you're, what I'm hearing is your children became a mirror that times we take things for granted. Absolutely. And by realigning yourself now, how do you see Cammy in a different view that she did everything set up that vacation? How do you see Cammy now in a more enhanced view? What do you see different? I, I mean, I, I think she's total badass, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> um, just because she gets so much stuff done. She, yes. she is like relentless. And like, it's funny because I look at, at even just like the little things, like say if, if she's going to do like a load of laundry for an instance, right? Like she won't go to bed until that's already through the dryer and is all folded <laughs> and like done. Wow. And I'm like, Man, and it's just something that's small like that, yeah. but that's like her work, work ethic is like, I'm going to stay on this until it's complete. I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I'm going to stay on this. And she's got her list of stuff that she do, 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 and does. And to me, it's like, man, I learned from that. And like, I, I get inspired by that. I get inspired by how she shows up if I take the time to recognize it. And if I take the time to see it, and not just say, oh, this just happens. Not to be entitled, right? <laughs> yeah. so like, hey, all this magic happens. And so I do, like, I see her in a way, I know there is no way that I would be able to do what I do, whether it be in my dental practice, whether it be here with, with stuff we're doing with Dental Syndicate, there's no way that I would be able to do what we do without having her for the support and also to the inspiration, just like you had mentioned, like, all these things that, that she shows up as is incredible to me. And, and it's her way of being. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily her way of doing. It's her way of being. That's, that's who she is. She yeah. takes pride in what she does. And then she also, that exemplifies through the way that it's complete. And, yes. and all the love that goes into it. Like you, well, you, just, you feel that. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, definitely. Every time I'm at your place, <clears throat> I absolutely feel it. So let's just... Let's just summarize. I know you have a lot to share because you're there three, three nights, four days, 
and just experiencing a great family vacation. <clears throat> so I don't think anybody can really relate with you that your kids are mirrored to you. That's just your own personal journey. <laughs> I think if everybody's really listening <laughs> and they pay attention. Our children were the greatest gifts because they're a mirror. I still remember my boys saying uh, we had a family meeting. We're always asking what works, what doesn't work. And I stopped having for a while because I didn't like their answer. Because they said, uh, hey, dad, what's not working is you told to go clean the yard, do this, do that. And um, you don't do it with this. I'm like, no kidding, you little shit. Just go out there and do it. That's how I learned. Right. Don't tell me how to wash a car properly or fix the fence or clean the yard. They just go do it. I mean, you have to figure it out. Get done, right? Yes. And after my ego got offended, like you little shit, you don't know how much money it takes for me to work and provide for this. I just actually just cut the grass, you know, and, and you're yes. facing that. Why do I need to go out there with you? And then I realized what they were saying, that they needed my leadership. Yes. Or they would just want to spend time with me. Or they want to connect with age, me. They didn't know how to say it, right? Yeah, they want to just connect with you. They want to connect time. with me. Yeah. And so they were being a mirror. And because that's exactly what I wanted from them. Yes. But the way I asked them is totally different. Hey, dad's going to run an errand. You want to go with me? They're like, why? You know, right. like, you little title piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like, yes. you know, ungrateful, you know, lazy. And I'd go on and on. And I realized we just speak different languages, how we want to connect and spend time. And they're just a mirror. So if everyone's listening, I think they're really going to see that what we're talking about today is just the gift. Not only our children. We talk about Cammie, your spouse. We talk about just the things that we're doing also. You being a dentist, me being a coach and trainer, what we do becomes a mirror to us also. Everything in life, if we're paying attention. That's the key. So, let's, I'm going to put a question out there and see if you want to elaborate on it. You want to add another question. You want to, whatever, another story, Jeff. But today, we just said, anybody watching this, today, you just go look around everything and find out what could be a mirror for you. And a mirror means just reflects what's already in your heart. You said one key word that is the core of everything we said. When you and Cammie finally sat down, the kids are out there playing in the snow, and you had a glass of wine, and you told her, hey, I feel. I feel like an ATM machine. I feel. And if everybody and everything is a mirror to us, to reflect how I feel, what was the most significant feeling you took away? Because what we believe in here at Dental Syndicate is your emotion is a feel for your action. If you're aware of it or not, whatever you're feeling will fuel your action. If you're feeling angry, watch your action. You feel depressed, watch what you do. You feel happy, excited, joyful, look at that energy, what you do. So if you're not self-aware of what you feel, you're going to be on automatic. So if you just wake up and look at the mirror that's coming at us, the reflection. I woke up this morning. I'm at my sister's house, and there's a pile of dirty dishes. What did I feel? Well, I could feel like, damn, why is there dirty dishes? You know what I felt? Great. I get to wash them before my sister comes home because I want to be a blessing to her. I want it to be a gift for her that she comes home and the kitchen's clean. And that feeling, turn on the music, start washing dishes. I had a great time. So. When you were saying, I feel, Cammie, and you said like seven times, it was beautiful. You're being so self-aware, Jeff. Tell me some of those feelings and what action did it create for me? What happened instantly after 
you shared that with Cammie. It was great because once I said that, it opened up the space for her then to say, well, this is how I feel. And this is the way that I see things. And, you know, <clears throat> and we, we started having a little bit of a heated discussion, right? And during that, then um, it also opened up the door to do something. What we, and we had this also on the mountain of, of doing something called a compassionate collision. And for our listeners and everybody out here, what that looks like is, is that normally if the discussion starts to become more heated or we're having an argument or we're having all this feeling like we're talking about here, Sebastian, all this feeling wrapped in emotion, right? It's easy for the other individual to feel like they're being attacked. And I could feel my wife starting to, to, to feel that. Like I was getting intense, she was getting intense, but she was also then the minute that I also, I heard her get defensive, I thought, oh, whoa. She's feeling like she's getting attacked. So I called timeout. I was like, timeout, timeout. Okay, let's get back to here's what the issue is. The issue is miscommunication. The issue is this. And once we can look at the issue, now we can stand shoulder to shoulder, side by side and attack the issue instead of attacking each other. And that was so invaluable to our conversation. That led us into a deeper conversation of, hey, not only do we feel like this individually, but together, here's how we feel like we can not only attack the issue, but we can better parent together. And that's what was the beauty out of what came about from that whole day is that we, we were, no matter what, we were going to be a unified force going forward with our kids in how, in what we expect. Wow. So here's what I heard. I mean, beautiful, Jeff. So you shared your feelings and you opened that space or that container for her to share her feelings. Yes. So in our language, we always say you gave her permission because you gave yourself permission. Correct. You gave yourself permission to share your feelings, open up that space in that container. Then she had permission to jump in that space, in that container with you and talk about her feelings. Well, this is how you feel. This is how I feel, Jeff. And then what? I didn't even feel that way. I didn't even feel that way. And what you could have done is turn on each other and attack each other. Instead, you had a compassionate collision and you turn on the issue, shoulder to shoulder, facing the issue. And the issue was, these are our feelings. The issue was, this is how we perceive our kids. The issue was, whatever it was, but you weren't attacking each other. You create a container or space, give each other permission, share your feelings, say, hey, this is my issue. This is my issue. Let's stand together and attack that issue together, but not attack each other. Is that yes, correct? That's absolutely right. And awesome. And what I heard the result of that was a unified front, yes. a connection, a connection. So here's the, here's the world we live in of paradoxes. The greatest leader can live in two competing realities. And that's called a paradox. And for you to have that deeper connection, not that you never had connection in your life, but to have that deeper connection, you had had a compassionate collision. And yes. even before a compassionate collision, you had to have risk to be vulnerable, transparent, and say, this is what I feel. So listen, yes. for most couples, most adults, first of all, we don't want to get vulnerable. We don't share our weakness. We don't want to share our feelings. So you just took the game to the next level. We just stopped right there. We talked next hour just about sharing your feelings. But then you <laughs> took it to the second level. You created space 
for your wife to share her feelings. Yes. Right there. Right. We can stop right there. We can write books and make a zillion dollars. <laughs> Most marriages, the wife doesn't feel safe enough to even share her feelings or invited to share her feelings. So great job. But you took it to the next level. And you said, since we're sharing our feelings, here's what's getting in the way of us connecting. Here's the issue, the way we see our kids. Here's the issue, how I felt today. She said, here's the issue, how I felt today. And you guys didn't turn on each other. You turned on the issue. And you had this compassionate collision with the issue, not with each other. You're compassionate to know, hey, you're in this for good. I'm in this for good. I'm compassionate to what your issue is. Be compassionate what my issue is. Let's turn on the issue. You guys attack the issue and the result, I almost said net result in business terms, but the result is you guys had more intimacy and connection by having a collision. We did. And, wow. And it was just opening up that space and that container, just like you said, and me expressing my feelings and everything. It was really pretty interesting because Cammie said, you know, she stopped for a second. She thought about it and she said, you know, and I can't remember what I said the day before or something the night before. <clears throat> and she said, you said this the night before. And she said, I pulled part of that into my feelings today. And that's why I was getting defensive. And so she recognized that she was still pulling some things in that she had kind of stuffed down a little bit. And now it was coming back out in her feelings here. And she goes, I realized that was where that was coming from. I was like, man, that's great for us to be able to have that type of communication and recognition of maybe why we feel a way, maybe what's playing into part of it. You know, I, I can tell you, Sebastian, that over four years ago, it wasn't this way. Mm -hmm. Like we would both push our stuff down so far and then we drink enough wine or have enough cocktails to then let it blow up. It was like Mount Vesuvius, just boom. You know, and now it's game on, man. The gloves are off. It's game on. And now to be able to have the ability to have a collision and have it be, you know, we're not always going to agree, but we're going to have this space to create, to hear the other individual. And with the unified front of our relationship is going to be better if we have the ability to have solid communication built on integrity and then be able to then look at things appropriately. And especially if we can put it towards an issue instead of each other, that's a whole different ball game. And that's right. a game changer. That was a big game changer. No, for here's me. a game changer. I need you to explain this to our friends. Okay. Here's what I heard. She at the ski resort acknowledged when you gave her that space and created that space and permission for both guys to share your feelings that she was harboring feelings from days before something you yes. said, right? Yes. Then you said four years ago, shit, you guys harbored a lot of stuff and just push it down, push down the motion, push down motions. And that's what we do. I mean, the fundamental thing we do is we teach people how to be in integrity and that's honoring their word. We can break that down later, but instead um, of, of being out of integrity and when you're in integrity, nothing is hidden in the shadows or the darkness and everything's in the light and you're whole and complete lacking nothing. And yes. she was hiding stuff in the shadow. Not in the darkness, just shadow. It's been a couple of days. But you said four years ago, you two used to hide stuff all in the darkness and the recesses yes. of your soul and not say what you really meant. And what you needed, we would call it courage juice, wine. Yes. And you took some courage <laughs> juice. What the courage juice did was let that 
stuff in the darkness just come up to the surface and boom, come out like a volcano. But it was yeah. unhealthy because it was violent. It was attacking each other. It was just stuff for weeks and months underneath that came out with such force that it was just, it was, it was horrible. So then you and Caleb created this thing that we use called the angry revelation or angry rev for short. Yes. It's a process of communicating, getting that out into the light. And so tell me the difference. Now, having this tool called the angry rev or revelation that walks you through steps of identifying your emotions so you don't suppress them, hide them in the shadow or the darkness, but you have a healthy way to release it out. Yes. First of all, tell me about the angry rev that you and Caleb created. Second, tell me, how is that different now that you have this tool to help you not hide things in shallow darkness? I think uh, this tool, the rev that we call it, the angry rev, has been probably one of the most profound tools for me that's changed not only my relationships uh, in my family and other close relationships, but also has affected my business significantly. Because what it allows me to do is to take, you know, an everyday trigger that happens. And and when I say trigger, I mean an event or something that's occurring. And it could be something that's upsetting, you know, in this case, you know, whether it be a person or something happened. And now I run it through this process. And what it does is it beautifully starts to dismantle the event, if you would. It starts to separate out the facts of what's happening there. It separates out the feelings associated with that. And it separates out the stories. And it then starts to look at by dismantling everything, it allows things to become much more clear and broken down. I won't speak for women here, but as a man, I can tell you that I was never taught, trained, or educated on how to deal with and process my feelings around things or my stories around things. And that I think is one of the best things about this tool is it really has taught me how to process things and things that I've thought to be true in my head or things that have you know been laid down as law for me, how to take and start to question that and start to disarticulate that. And then once I have that all put, to, put in place, now it starts to open up the door for new opportunities and a new story to be told. And what is going to serve me here the best and or serve my family the best or serve other people in my life the best. And that's one of the most incredible parts of the tool is, is it just takes, you know, 20 minutes to do, but it's so worthwhile for that time invested that has changed things dramatically in my life. And it's one of the most profound tools, like I said, that I've used in family and in business and I just, I love it. And, and Sebastian, I think what we should do too is, you know, for, for the individuals, let's put a link in for that, for them to be able to utilize too, just because, you know, I think it's such a tool that people can start to walk through it and start to get a feel for, hey, it's pretty intuitive that once you go through it of what the outcome is going to be. And you end up with creating a revelation and a lesson from there and then a course of action. Because tools that just allow you to feel better, they're great and they will work well and it can pull you out of feeling like crap or, you know, being upset or angry or frustrated. But at the end of the day, then you just feel better. But if you have a tool that is so powerful that it, it not only gives you a lesson, 
but then you have a course of action to take within the yep. next 12 to 24 hours, that's powerful. Yeah. Because now you've taken something that's been possibly a negative in your life and you flipped it over 180 degrees. And now you have something that you can walk forward with in a positive manner that you've taken a lesson from in life. And now you can take and apply that in a way that's going to move you forward on your trajectory to get closer to what it is that you're wanting in life. Does that make sense? Oh, that, that is beautiful. And what I want everyone to know is the bottom line is you can always shift your emotions and that only lasts partially. But not only flipping your emotion, it's not how much you know, it's how much you do. Then you take actions from those emotions. As we said earlier, your emotions will produce an action. Then you take action from those emotions and that emotion, that moment, that action is seared deeper into your heart and becomes a positive memory in your body. And it will start producing those positive behaviors as you do this more and more every day. So our group of uh, heroes, we call them the Heroes Council, and they're the ones that went through you know, um, Heroes Calling, Heroes Challenge. Now that they're at the Heroes Council, they have been doing this every day for the last couple of weeks. We're getting them into using the Rev every week. And next week, we're going to open up and introduce them into the Gratitude Revelation or Gratitude Rev. So they'll have two tools. One, how to have negative emotions and just grab it and process it and get a great fruit out at the end. Another one has this great emotions of gratitude, process it and do something with it and continue that gratitude energy going out as you do more. So Jeff, that, that is beautiful. And yes, we'll definitely put a link below. We'll have to get Caleb to create um, something for them. So it'll probably take a week or so, but we'll, we'll keep on informing you, updating you, put it on here. One thing you'll know about Jeff and I, We'll get epiphanies in the moment and we'll <laughs> act on them. So you yeah. might not get your rev link right away, but we promise you because we're men of integrity that you will get it. And then you'll be able to have a journey. We'll notify you. We'll announce it. We'll put it all over this page and we'll do some special things. So Jeff, awesome. I know you brother, because I talked to you about your trip. You have like 80,000 more stories, but yeah. we're going to close it up. <laughs> no, we are. We're going to close yes. it up. I want them to walk away with a couple of keynotes here and you're going to close this up. But here's what I want to rehash. I asked for you and I to do this one because um, we're doing so much behind the scenes and I wanted them to see who you and I are and how we interact with each other. And just they know our relationship and our commitment to the dental community, right? And then when you're sharing your vacation, I want them to see it took Jeff years of work to get where he's at. Be so self-aware that I feel, damn it, it's okay to have anger feelings. Acknowledge yes. them. It's okay to feel that your children are taking advantage of you and they're entitled. See, it's not okay to ignore your feelings because then they'll own right. you. And you just displayed. So how many years have you been working on yourself in whatever context you want to put in? But that journey, was it four to six years ago you started this, over right? Four, over four years ago now. Yeah, about four years ago, got really serious on this journey of working on himself. and. Um, now, today, at a very expensive spring break retreat, because they're all are, you know, when you have kids, you have to travel, food, lodging, it gets very expensive. Dr. Jeff Buski was able to acknowledge his feelings, able to say the words, I feel, and that opened up conversation from his wife and create the container space for her to say, well, here's what I feel. And they had the most deepest connected conversation I had in a while. And that turned actually into a conflict 
because what they were feeling was being suppressed from the day before or even hours before. It hasn't been given permission to come out yet. They gave themselves permission to come out. And then it started this kind of heated, well, you feel that way? I felt that way, this heated conversation. But here's the, here's the part that served Jeff for doing work on himself for the last several years, that he didn't attack her. She didn't attack him. They attacked the issue together, shoulder to shoulder. They attacked the issue. And from that, the results that came out of that was a more sense of gratitude for one another, but just this gratitude for his wife and um, all that she does. So if you follow the journey, it's not what well, I'm trying to tell you. It's not straight line and beautiful. <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> it is messy. But the results at the end of it is worth it. Yes. It's worth it. So, Jeff, you get a close. We talk about this thing, revealing your emotions through this process that you and Caleb created and that all of us got from people's shoulder that came before us. We can list names and names of people helped us finally created this um, um, this um, uh, angry rev. Or we call it the revelation. We have an angry revelation. We have a, a, a um, gratitude revelation, productivity revelation. We have all these different ways to help you get a revelation to take action, not just to shift an emotion, but take action after it. So we talked about that's one tool we use to help you not suppress your emotions and get it out into the light so you control your emotions and your emotions don't control you. Is there anything else you want to leave our audience with about either your vacation, your connection with um, Cami, the Rev tool, anything you want to leave them with, with this context of not suppressing your emotions, bringing it out to the light so you be whole and complete, lacking nothing? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, if you guys, and I know anytime that you've gone on a vacation with family, it can be stressful. <laughs> and if, if you've never been on vacation and had stress with your family, I'm going to call BS on that because it's just, it's that, or it's at like a family reunion. Any of those times and events can get stressful. Why? Because it's the people that are closest to you that know how to push your buttons. And, and that's something that also too, because for me, I think that there's, there's a couple of reasons that we have upsets in our life. One is if it's a thwarted intention from somebody else or two, for me, in the biggest case is if it's an unmet expectation that I have. And a lot of times I'll put forward this glorious expectation in my mind. And when that's not coming to fruition, I get upset. And I really have to learn just to be with it. And the only person that I can control is, is me. And in that controlling of me is really, it's controlling what is going to be my emotional response to any stimulus or any, any situation. And that's really the only thing that I have control over. And I think one of the greatest gifts that I can give anybody else, whether it be my wife, whether it be my kids, whether it be other friends, or team members, or clients, patients, is let them have their own experience. And that's one of the greatest gifts that I think that we can give somebody else is when you can let somebody else have their own experience, then that's awesome. You're having your own experience, let them have theirs. And so that to me is one of the best parting things that I could say. And I'll also say this, four years ago, I would have wrecked that whole trip. Because I would have walked around like an immature asshole who was entitled to this expectation of this amazing trip. 
as opposed to now recognizing, hey, we're starting to go off the rails on this track as we're going down it with this train. Let's call time out and let's have a conversation that's actually meaningful and that is deep and let's communicate. And communication is so imperative that I am so grateful that I've done enough of the work and my wife has that we can have those impactful conversations with each other because without it, you know, you really, you're just going your separate ways. It's like having a roommate with rings. What's the point? You know, mm -hmm. you want to be able to be connected intimately and have such trust that your wife or that your spouse, or if you're, you're a woman or your husband, that you guys can go ahead and, and whatever it's going to be in front of you, that you can have an opportunity to at least get it out on the table, maybe not resolve it, but at least get it out on the table and have a discussion around it. So that'd be my parting words. And, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this opportunity to be in front of you guys and for you guys to hopefully get some things from it. And, and I hope you guys leave some comments on there and what you guys have gotten from, from our discussion today with myself and Sebastian. I love talking. I love Sebastian and I have a great chemistry together. We work well together and it's just fun. It's just fun to be a part of it and, and to give, you know, some of this away so we can make a difference for people. And that's what the whole point and prospect of yeah. what we're about is, is to give some things away so we can enrich the lives of others and, and hopefully allow docs not to step into the same things that I've stepped into or at least have a faster way out. And yeah. there'll be much more on my story as we go along because I've made about every mistake possible <laughs> and, uh, and I've climbed out of a lot of pits and same with Sebastian. I know that too. I mean, he's got a very unique background. So as you guys get a chance to know us more, you'll get an opportunity to feel and, and connect with us through our pain and through our processes that we've been through. But it's all to show you that, Hey, the biggest thing here is, is that we're not alone. You're not alone. We have a community here. And it's like my church says, there's no perfect people allowed. If you're perfect, then this is not the place for you. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you that because we all have stuff. That's None right. of, nobody's broken, but a lot of times the way in which we're operating in life is broken. Some may be driving around with no tires. Some may be driving around with just one flat tire. Everybody's at different levels on things. And, and it's just, what do we need to do to level up our game? And, and I think when we can do that, now we can really have an opportunity to, to kill it in life. And that's what it's about. It's having fun yes. and, and enjoying things too, enjoying our experiences. Well, as Jeff said, we have a great chemistry together and I never correct Jeff publicly, only when I correct him publicly. So <laughs> this is where I'm going to correct him publicly is he says, we've made all the mistakes. Jeff, we are still making mistakes every yes. day. <laughs> yes, yeah. We yes. make mistakes because we live in the gap. We live in unprecedented area. We're constantly moving forward. And here's how we can close. And Jeff kept on saying, we have fun. Here's why we have fun. Because a lot of people in life, and we're taught, educated, and trained this. And this is where Jeff and I have a commitment to take it to the next level, is we're taught, educated, and trained to get for yourself, to provide for yourself. And that's great. It is true. You can't take care of others to take care of yourself. But then there's a next level. We don't get, Jeff doesn't work 80,000 hours a week just so he can provide for himself. He does it so he can provide for his family, go on vacation, blah, blah, blah. So we have a saying when we close our call and it's cheesy, it's funny, it's silly, but it grounds us and reminds us what is all this for? 
is to give it away. We'll say, give it away. We'll go four, three, two, one. We saw four, but I can't tell you why. That's the inside <laughs> thing. And once you go to a certain level of training, you understand. But we'll say four, three, two, one. And we say, give it away. Because we're reminding ourselves that we're choosing to give whatever learnings we have, whatever revelations, whatever significance that we have picked up along the way, it's meant to get back to the world. And that's why we spent this Saturday morning with you guys. And I can't think of a better way to spend a Saturday morning. Jeff and I are going to have to make this a habit, but we are giving it away. We're giving away Jeff's journey at the uh, uh, ski resort, his revelation, his connection to his wife and his children. We're giving it away to you. So, like he said, so you don't have to make the same mistakes. And if you do, you get out faster. So, Jeff, let's be our cheesy, corny self. And we're going to give it away to them and uh, show them how we do it. Ready? All right, let's Four, go. Four, three, three, two, two one. Give away! Woo! Have an amazing Saturday. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.